This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Western and Southern Financial Group. Put our financial strength behind you. Visit WesternSouthern.com. Baseball present. Baseball past Gonna share a few stories Gonna have a few laughs On the Jim Day The Jim Day Podcast All right, here we are again. Welcome into the Jim Day Podcast, everyone. Thanks for checking us out. And we're, uh, well, we're going rookie again. We got Graham Ashcraft today. How you doing, bro? Pretty good. How about yourself? I'm doing very, very well. Now, you, uh, I don't know, I'm going to start right out. You live in the dream, man. How's this been? You've been not only, uh, you know, it's your rookie season, you made your MLB debut, and you've been solidly in ro- the rotation, but you've had success. I mean, are you living the dream right now? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely something I've been working hard for. Yeah. And it's just kind of nice to see that everything's kind of getting put together. I mean, there's still a lot of work yeah. left to do, but, I mean, it's definitely along the right path. When you were in the minor leagues, they, you had that label of, man, he's got some nasty stuff, but, boy, he walks a lot of people, hits some guys, so you're going to have to put up with that. We haven't seen that. I mean, everyone's going to have their games where you have more walks than you want but not at an alarming rate. How were you able to master that at the hardest level? I mean, I people always said that it was like the control thing. I mean, yeah. you go back and look at games. I mean, the umpires down in the minor leagues are very inconsistent. So you don't say they can be that way up here too. <laughs> I mean, they're they're that way up here, but at least they're they're more consistent than yeah. down there. Yeah. So I mean, it was definitely more of going out and pounding the zone, and like there was sometimes where down in the lower levels there was times I overpowered guys, and yeah. I mean if they weren't able to put the bat, the bat on it, the umpire would miss calls, and then it would just one lead to another, me getting frustrated and kind of doing too much in a sense, but. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just – I think a lot has to do with just I'm comfortable. Like, I trust the guys behind me. Like, I know whatever happens, the play is going to get made. And I'd say right. that has to be do with a big part of it up here. Just I can just go at hitters. Well, I, I was in early minor league camp, early February. And I was the only media – early broadcaster down there. Really, the only media guy down there. Uh, in Arizona, and I would get my colleagues that would say, "All right, who 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 do I keep an eye on?" And I kept, and Chris Welsh will vouch for me. I said, "You got to see this guy, Graham Ashcraft, throw the ball because he's because I'm able to stand right out there. There's so much access. Mm-hmm. I'm able to stand right behind the fence, right behind you, where you're throwing the ball." And I'm like, "Man, this I haven't seen a cutter like this in a while, and it cuts late, and it's nasty, and it's high velocity, and." Uh, how do you throw it? Have you always had that much movement? And are there times where you can't control it? Uh, I mean, it's really, it's been kind of a learning curve because before my hip surgeries, my ball actually ran. It was more of like a two seam runner. And yeah. it, like it, at times it would cut, but it wasn't very consistent. Like it was just yeah. one of those where it was like, 
didn't know which one it was going to do, but it was more likely to run than cut. And then I happened to have my hip surgeries in college. And when I kind of developed through that process, through the rehab of getting a little bit bigger and stronger and coming back from the rehab process, the ball started cutting a little bit more and it was never enough to where I noticed it because yeah. unless like I had metrics in front of me that was like, Hey, like your ball's moving this way. Like we want to try right. to keep it. We want to get more vert or whatever. Vert. And that's vertical. Yeah. They, cause that was the biggest thing. Cause <laughs> it's like veto. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Sorry. When, no, you're good. You're good. When, cause in college it was just kind of never knew what it was going to do. Yeah. Got drafted. 19 still kind of the same thing started able to pound the zone a little bit better starting to just kind of get my feet back under me after being out for two years because of my surgeries right and what surgeries by the way i had two hip impingements on on my right and my left hip my right hip went first my freshman year and then my left hip went uh right before the season of my sophomore wow are you okay from that now yeah i mean i don't have any problems i i try to do the best that i can of making sure i get stretched do pilates like make sure i keep my mobility up in my right. hips so that sorry i didn't have that you problem. there i just want to know no, what no no it's fine but but then bodie came along whenever after i got drafted and they were like hey let's try to like work on your vert like let's try to get that ball to like ride through the zone harder yeah so i started throwing the clean fuego balls it's the puck ball that's flat on two sides and it's just so yeah. it makes you if you get around if you cut it at all it turns into the nastiest slider you'll ever see wow. <laughs> and nice. so they had me throw that for a while and it did if anything it made the cutter what it is today and so they were just like all right let's roll with it like it's this stuff isn't seen like this pitch isn't seen often. Let's just see what yeah. happens with it. And that was when last year it just kind of took it and ran with it. Yeah. I got to tell you, I love, and I've professed this before. I love pitchers that pitch to soft contact. Strikeouts are great. There are times you need strikeouts, guy on third base, less than two outs, et cetera. Um, but wanting to get a guy out in the first three pitches with soft contact is the way to go if, if you can and the cutter plays right into that and i love that you are totally into that philosophy oh yeah i mean that's that's something i've been i was preached whenever i was a young kid in travel ball it was always we want to throw no more than five pitches a hitter we want to try to get them out within three pitches and no more than 15 pitches an inning and that that's was beautiful. That was a philosophy I yeah. grew up with, and so get you that's deeper just, in games. Yeah, that's that's just been that's been my mentality this whole time. I mean, yeah. I, of course, there's innings where I go out there and I little sporadic, little wild things aren't syncing up, but then they kind of get narrowed back in, and so it. But it's, I mean, that's that's my favorite way to look at it. If I can yeah. go out there, I can get a hitter out within three pitches and no more than five. I'm doing the right thing if I'm doing that. Have you always been an emotional pitcher? Because when you do get a punchy or you get a big out to end an inning, you're not shy about letting it out, which I also love. Oh, yeah. I mean, part of it, I black out a little bit because I get excited because, I mean, I'm <laughs> want, I'm trying to – I want my team to get jacked up. And, I mean, yeah. there's, there's times where it's needed and there's times when it's not. And, I mean, the biggest thing is being able to fill the situation, like, when you need that, like, kind of yeah. spark to, like, get everybody else fired up. Yeah. Because it's not just, like – I'm fired up. Like I'm, I'll be the one to tell you. I I get jacked when I'm pitching because I love doing what I'm doing. Yeah. 
But at the same time, like I know when the guys behind me see a big situation and they see me do that and they see me get fired up, their adrenaline spikes and they get ready, they're ready to roll. Have you noticed how much guys love playing behind you? I think a lot of it is that soft contact, but it's also the success that have uh, you sensed it. You've had to, you got a smile I mean, on your face. You've had to have sensed it. I mean, yeah, you, I sense it a little bit, but more it's just like I just feel like they they know like all right, let's go. Like we're about to get either soft contact, like we're we're ready to roll. Like they're yeah. anticipating it. Wow. Instead of so much of just sitting back and waiting. Well, earlier in the season, you probably don't know this story, but uh, you were taken out of the game. It was like May, probably in the seventh. You pitched really well, and uh, there's a player that was on the field at the time who's going to go unnamed. Uh, turned to the rest of the infield and said, "I think we just watched our best pitcher." <laughs> and I think Castillo was still on the team at the time. It's like I think, I think this this boy's nasty. <laughs> Uh, that makes you smile. I mean, how have you had, and, and I love your, your mentality. This is where I'm going. Um, and I think they like it too. After one of your first starts, might've been your first start. I don't even know. You're facing Juan Soto. It was with the Nationals. Was the first at the start at home. First start at home. Okay. You're facing, and he was with the Nationals at that time. You got him out. It was a kind of a big situation. And after the game, you said, I know about Juan Soto. I know how good he is. But he didn't see my stuff yet. Like I'm like, oh my gosh, this is a rookie! Wow, wowzers! Have you always been that confident? I mean, yeah, because and people always say like, well, like you're cocky. Like they might ask, like, well, do you not think you're cocky? And I mean, in a sense, like you have to be cocky. And I don't look at it as being a cocky person. I'm confident in my stuff. Like yeah. I'm not, I'm not gonna be the one to go out there and say, hey, like my stuff's the best that it is, but I'm going to say, you know what, I'm going to go and I can get you out no matter what. Like I'm going to go out there. I'm going to throw my best stuff on the line. You might get lucky one at bat, but nine times out of 10, I'm going to get you out. Wow. All right. Now one thing, um, you're a sweater. You, uh, (laughs) (laughs) you perspire a lot. Now I'll, I'll go down the dugout steps and I'll be like, why are there jerseys hanging down here? What is that? Why is Ashcraft's Jersey hanging down there? How many do you go through at a start? Uh, it depends. If it's humid outside, like, I mean, it can, it can be 75 degrees with yeah. 100% humidity. I'm still going to go through about three or four jerseys. So the over-under is like three, maybe? Yeah. Okay. yeah. Now, if we're going to St. Louis, oh. take the over because it is the hottest stadium I've ever been in. Isn't it? I always try to tell people, they're like, what's the hottest cities? You know, you know they'll name the one, you know, obviously Phoenix, but it's an indoor stadium. Mm-hmm. And anywhere in Florida, I'm like, like, you don't understand. St. Louis is a different hot. It. I don't know. I don't it know if it's just the way that stadium's hot. built. I don't know. But it holds the heat in, oh. and it is terrible. It's I don't see how those guys do it day it's in and day out. Well, they used to play on AstroTurf, the Old Bush Stadium. Oh, I couldn't imagine that. No, man. there were they would like plastic cleats would melt. They would uh, they would fry eggs on the AstroTurf. It would be so hot. That's It'd be insane. like 120, 30 degrees. Uh, they're like moving. Around outfielders had to keep moving Be because they're in an yeah because their feet are so hot, are so, hot. <laughs> uh, so I, I, they don't have that many jerseys right i mean i know there was one point they didn't have as many jerseys on the road and they had they they had to Lack of oh, a better I mean, term. They were like hair drying it. They had a big blower on the jerseys. Yeah, i mean they i i have they after that game in st louis cuz i only had 
two jerseys. I had two red ones That's and two the gray one, yeah. ones. Yeah. But now I have three of every jersey <laughs> because I sweat so much. Yeah. So they'll they'll go in and they'll take the one I just took off and they'll throw it in the dryer just to dry it out real quick and then put it in a fan to cool it off. So that way, if it is a hot day and I'm just running through them, I at least have a dry jersey that's not burning hot because it just yeah. came out of that industrial dryer. <laughs> Uh, I love that you were revealing yourself like that. He's a sweater, folks. He's a sweater, but he's working hard, working hard out there. Uh, what is, has there been a, what's the biggest surprise for you? Has there been one? Uh, I would, I would definitely say the biggest surprise probably is like, honestly, like how, like, I wouldn't say easily the guys like kind of took me in, but I would definitely say like how welcoming everybody's yeah. been. It's it hasn't been like you hear all the stories of like the rookie stuff. Oh, like, it used to be bad. That. It's yeah. totally changed. It oh, completely has changed. I mean, now. from the stories I've heard, it's yeah. it definitely has. But I mean, the guys just kind of like take have taken me in. Like they've welcomed me. Like I've made lifelong friends just within these three four months. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's been great. I mean, it's, it's been, it's probably been the best, like one of the best parts besides getting to go out yeah. and perform. Oh, the rookie hazing was bad. It was never to the, like you hear these terrible stories of, you know, physical injury and, and hazing in college or whatever. It was never like that. It was always fun, funny stuff, which I thought was funny. I, it's not funny anymore. If it offends someone, then it's, you know, you don't do it anymore. But they used to <laughs> dress the rookies in, in, in dresses, I mean, and and dump you off on Michigan Avenue. Now, imagine you've been to Chicago, Michigan Avenue. It is like one of the busiest pedestrian streets in America. Far end, and you'd have to walk clear down Michigan Avenue as a group in dresses. So it's it's yeah, come but, a long way. Well, and and like <laughs> and it, it's it, like those stories are funny. Like it yeah. it's it's not just like there's there's some you hear and you're kind of like. Dang, yeah. that's tough. Yeah, but, there's some that but are then way some out of control. It, then there's some you hear, and you're just like, okay, like that's a story you're gonna tell for the rest of your yeah. life, and no matter who you are, you're oh, and the laugh pictures at were it. great. I mean, there's pictures that I uh, that I see guys will show over. You remember rookie day, and then you know it's these two standing there as rookies, great mm-hmm. players that became great players. So you don't have to deal with any of that anymore, uh, which is good because uh, there's no reason to make your teammate feel alienated, particularly starting pitcher. I mean, they, <laughs> they, let's face it, they need you. So uh, I love that it, it it's much more of a, I guess a, it's kind of like a family atmosphere. They just welcome you in. You're kind of like mm-hmm. an in-law all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> they just kind yeah. of welcome you in. I, I, I agree 100%. Yeah. All right. Now you mentioned friendships that you've made. You rookies hang out, see it all the time. When I see you, uh, there's Lodolos in tow or greens somewhere far behind. In the dugout, when you guys aren't pitching, you guys are sitting there together. I know that you and Lodolo live in the same complex, right? Yeah. I mean, so how this friendship, uh, does it start there with those two? I mean, this year has definitely been more for like I've gotten to know Hunter more. I haven't played with Hunter, haven't been around yeah. him because he was in the draft class right. above me. And so like this year, like getting to be around Hunter, kind of getting to build that bond of a friendship has definitely been a lot better. Getting to learn who he is as a person and all that, so it's definitely been great. But I definitely say the person I'm probably closer with would be Lodolo because yeah. we're from the same draft class. We've played together yeah. in Chattanooga. I mean, we hung out this past whole spring training like past couple of years me and him have gotten pretty close so yeah we yeah. go and play golf together whenever we can like 
right now he's a he's a different bird now i had him i just had him on this podcast don't know if you know that or not but we got to know him a little bit um man he's he's a different guy he's just as easy going as you as you can get not not into music doesn't really have a whole lot of hobbies just easy going how was it like hanging out with that with oh him? i mean he's there, there's more to Nick than what he says. I mean, that's for sure. Is he putting up a facade? He, I no. I mean, when he says like <laughs> his only hobby was like golf, it, that's his only hobby. Like he, that's about the only thing that he does. I'm trying. He's he's gotten into hunting with some of his buddies back from school. I'm trying to get him to start duck hunting with me. I want to try to get him out and let him kind of experience it. Well, yeah. But, well, he said like Brandon Williamson, who's in AAA as we record this. Uh, was college roommate, uh, best friends, and he, Brandon comes up from Louisville when he has off days, and he said, "You two, you and Brandon, were talking about hunting," and Nick just like checks out, like I got nothing to offer for. I just sit there at breakfast and oh, like yeah. a half an hour. I got nothing. He has he has no idea what we're talking about, but <laughs> yes. he loves listening to it. <laughs> Does he? <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, let's talk. You know what? I this just popped in my mind. I always think of things like this. I don't know why, because I'm I'm a nerd, but. Uh, a reality show. You think about the three of you, Ladolo, you, and Hunter Green. Hunter Green, the SoCal kid, even though Ladolo grew up in Southern California, but he doesn't seem like a SoCal kid. I mean, he seems more Texas. Um, Easy going, not much going on there. Hunter Green loves the arts, loves music from SoCal, high profile, and Mm -hmm. then you're a country boy. (laughs) I think this would be a great reality show to follow you guys around, see what you talk about. How's that mesh together? Oh, I mean, it, it's, and you always think like, oh, like the two worlds could never collide. Yeah. But it, it's, I mean, it's, we all have that common ground. Like there's all, there's things we all enjoy. Like, yeah. I mean, me and Hunt will go and we, we try to find like a cigar bar or something to go hang out and, and then see, that's perfect. That's an episode right there. We're going <laughs> well, to the you, you cigar gotta, bar. You gotta, and that's the thing. Like you're trying, you're trying to be a team. You're trying to bring each other together and yeah. like make a family with it. Cause mm-hmm. that's the best way to succeed is everybody being a unit. Yeah, absolutely. And so like finding small things that even if it's a small thing, like the smallest of all things, like, Oh, like, well you like going to eat breakfast Well, I'm an early riser. So I'll go eat breakfast with you. Yeah. Like just to go get to know guys. I mean, that's, right. that's what it's all about. You can't just, you can't just take a whole season and, not go do anything and just be like, uh, oh, I'm just going to be a loner and right. sit in my room. Now, do you often talk about the three of you could be the cornerstones of, of where this organization wants to get to? They're building within. And you guys could be like the big three uh, starting pitch. I mean, it starts with starting pitching. Have you talked about what the future may hold with you three in the rotation? I mean, there's there's times we have, but it's – it's Do you not really, sense it's, it at least? Do you like? Yeah, you, like I mean, we we all we we know what like what yeah. the future could potentially look like, yeah. and it makes us excited. We have a lot of drive for it, but at the same time, like we we still have to learn. There's still a lot of stuff for us to learn. I mean, oh, we're yeah. young. Like, well, you'll never stop learning yeah. in this game ever. Yeah, and it's just it. I think it's just the process of us having to learn more things. Like, just learn how to be a better teammate. Learn how to make yeah. sure that we can help each other out. Like, I mean, that's the biggest thing. Like, yes, we have DJ and Jags, but at the same time, like your teammates also one of your best coaches too, because right. they see your throwing partner plays catch with you. They see your stuff more than the pitching coach does. Right. I mean, so it's, it's just more of learning of how we can be better about helping each other. Like yeah. those, like 
the big the big picture stuff is always in the back of your mind but it's just stuff i mean we don't really talk about it that much because it's like we know it's there but we're more about like what's going to help us right now right yeah who's your throwing partner they don't they don't like to throw with me I was good. That's where I'm going. You know exactly what I'm thinking. Because I'm thinking, man, one, you're really hard to catch. Catchers love to, you to throw to them because of your success. But, man, it's tough because you don't know where that ball is going and that thing's cutting late and it's just pass, you know, or wild pitch city or pass ball city even. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> is I, I, that I, why? Because that thing is just moving Yeah, they, they're like, well, you don't know which way it's going and it's coming in pretty hard. So. Yeah. Absolutely. The, I mainly play catch with our bullpen catchers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They've punted you down the line yeah. to the bullpen catchers. Yeah, because so I Cause threw. they got shin guards on, or they can. Yeah, because I, I threw with Nick all spring training. Like I mean, we threw for the good portion of spring training. Yeah. And after that, he was like, I don't want to play catch with you ever again. <laughs> he, he will if he has to, but he's but he prefers not to. Well, you know, it'll help your fielding prowess as well if you're catching that cutter all the time. Well, I mean, he says that about me, but I don't like catching him either. I mean, I... I, I was a left-handed. I, I was a left-handed hitter whenever I used to hit, and I hated hitting off lefties. And then you got Nick, who throws like Randy Johnson, yeah, just long Big and lanky, and coming from yeah. low three quarters. Yeah. Especially when he starts throwing that slider, I don't know what to do. <laughs> it scares the crap out of me. <laughs> life is full of questions, like when should I start thinking about life insurance? But however difficult these questions may be. Western and Southern can help you answer them. Backed by over 130 years of experience, together we can look ahead to leave the unknown behind. Western and Southern Financial Group, life insurance, retirement, and investments. Products issued by member companies of Western and Southern Financial Group, Cincinnati, Ohio. Jim Day here. I've teamed up with Swift to bring you the sounds of summer. And the sounds of summer with the freshest selection of cuts from ribeyes to chops swift keeps this going all season long baseball and grilling ask for swift meats at your local grocer good food good moments one great meal come together with swift all right um Let's get to know you a little bit. What? Uh, where were you born? What, what's the exact town? Huntsville, Alabama. Huntsville. How could I forget that? I thought it was a little town outside of Huntsville, but uh, Rocket City, mm-hmm. Huntsville. So, what was it like uh, growing up in Huntsville? Oh, I mean, it was it was great. I mean, I had two older brothers, so they're eight and ten years older. So I was way younger. Yeah. So it kind of helped me kind of grow up fast in a sense. Yeah. But I mean, I I love the town. I mean, me and my wife have talked about. If things line up for her with work, like the place back home, she would love to go back and work there. She likes the town. It's a, it's not too big. It's not too small. Like you kind of get the best of both worlds. Like yeah. if you don't want to be in a huge area, you can move just outside of town and be in a little right. bit smaller subdivision. It's nice. I mean, and it's Huntsville's growing a lot and it's growing fast. Yeah. I mean, it's it's getting it's one up of there. those hidden gems that people talk about it used to be a long time ago austin texas and now austin texas this huge city that, mm-hmm. you know people have moved to hopefully huntsville doesn't get like that yeah um, i found it interesting you told me this story in spring your wife uh what she's in the 
studying in the medical field? Is she through yes. school yet? But you, no, she. You moved with her to accommodate her school, right? Yeah. So when, during the off season, I'll be in Harrogate, Tennessee. That's where yeah. she's at for school. Right. She's in physician assistant. Yeah. Uh, so she just finished up their first semester. I want to say it was like two weeks ago, which was anatomy. And so now she is. Uh, they're starting up the medicine side. And so they'll have that for, I want to say it's like two and a half months or something like yeah. that. And so by the time we're done with season, she'll, I mean, she's got 10 more months of school and then she's got probably an eight or 10 month of yeah. clinicals. clinicals. So it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a grind for her. That's for sure. But it's, yeah. So we'll be, I'll be moving there right after season. And it's, it was nice. I got to meet the uh, head coach at the school of the baseball team uh during the all-star break and he get, told me he was like you, we want you to come hang out as much as you can like you can come work out at our facilities come throw well, that's throw great. bullpens that's, that's like uh half the battle right there for yeah a place and to do it yeah and so it was nice like getting to meet meet him and he's yeah. he's a younger guy he's in his young to mid-30s and it's it, it's going to be nice knowing that i'm welcomed with open arms by the head coach and i met the uh, president of the school too yeah. and he kind of he did the same he welcomed me with open arms and all that so Huntsville so you might go back there and make that permanent um you're a, you're a small smaller town guy so do you feel like it might be a blessing in a sense that uh you're a Cincinnati red because Cincinnati is uh, again you can make it into a, a small town as you want and you can also get that big mm-hmm. bigger city feel um because I know we've gone on the road uh there's few cities that you're like man there's too many people here. yeah i get i get scared in some of the cities <laughs> i won't lie <laughs> some of them you go outside and it's just like there's way too many buildings and there's way too many people i'm just gonna go right back to my room yeah well since <laughs> it would be a blessing in that regard mm-hmm. i guess right yeah i mean i love it like i live over on the covington side yeah and i mean it's it's great like you're, you're not just bombarded with buildings and people walking all over the place and there's a lot of places that's close enough that you can go out and walk to yeah and, you're not having to worry about some sketchy areas or <laughs> yeah. sketch balls walking around the streets. So yeah. it's just, it's nice. Well, Wade Miley told me the story. In fact, he told it on this podcast. He's like the first time he's country boy through and through. I mean, really, uh, he's first time he went to New York city. It was, might've been his rookie season. He went outside the hotel. He saw a three deck as he calls it. McDonald's. I saw triple-decker McDonald's. I started crossing the street. People were honking at me. There were thousands of people everywhere. He turned around, went right back to his hotel room, and hibernated the whole time. The only thing he did was go to the ballpark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that. I went out with uh, Mike Miner in New York, and we went to the mall, went and just walked around, and just kind yeah. of saw it. And after that first day of walking around and seeing it, I was like, mm I'm okay. I think I'm just gonna <laughs> just gonna hang it up and stay yeah. in the oh. hotel room because it's not something I want to go yeah, after, go adventure out. After three days there, I'm like, man, I need to get out of here. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. mean, I like to visit, when we had but, that off day there and had to spend four uh, days there. By that last one, I was itching. I was like, get me out of this place. Yes. Just the bus ride <laughs> to the stadium alone. You're like, I couldn't do this every day. There's no chance. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> I don't. I don't see. I mean. Maybe if you live there, it's different, but yeah. 
or maybe playing for the teams there, it's different. Yeah. But it's, I mean, being a visitor to go play there, right. it's like goodness, <laughs> right in the heart of downtown. It's like I can't, I can't yeah. do it. Now, one of the things you've been uh, blessed with is you've gone to some iconic stadiums in the, your rookie year. I mean, the schedule is going to change next year, where I think the team we're going to, not we, you guys are going to play every one. Um, so it's going to be a little different, but for now it's, you know, you don't always go to Yankee stadium. You don't always go to Fenway. We do go to San Francisco, but oh, you got Yankee stadium. You've gone to Fenway. San Francisco is a cool atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wrigley, you've pitched in Wrigley. I mean, you're a, uh, that's pretty exciting for a rookie, yeah. isn't it? Oh yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely been an amazing experience getting to go to the stadiums, getting to see the history, like going to Fenway and walking into the the Green Monster and see all the signatures yeah. and going to throw a bullpen and seeing Mariana Rivera's signature out in the bullpen and right. picture frame. Like, it's awesome. Yeah. Like, getting to go out and just see the history, get to see how beautiful all these stadiums are and how they're in places. Like, some yeah. of them in the big cities, you're like, how how is this – how is this here? Right. Like it's exactly. just, it's a baseball field in the middle of a giant town. <laughs> and, and so it's, it's pretty awesome to get to see that and just, and getting to see the different atmospheres, like getting to play. And I mean, you're getting to play at some fields that legends played at. I mean, yeah. guys in the hall of fame that have been legends for years and they're, right. they're going to be legends for years to come yeah and so it's been pretty awesome all right i'm going to backtrack i can't believe we've gone this far into the podcast and i did not bring this up i am sitting here talking to douglas graham ashcraft <laughs> <laughs> he's laughing can you tell the story of how they started calling you graham why you go by graham so whenever i was a kid my mom didn't want me to be called Douglas because it would get shortened down to Doug. Now why? She just didn't like Doug. She she did she she loves the name Douglas, but yeah. my grand my grandfather's uh, name is Gary Douglas Joyce. Yeah, and she she just she likes the name Douglas, but she didn't want it to be called Doug because then. It, She's like, I want you to, if you're going to be called it, I want you to be called Douglas. <laughs> Which people don't do. Yeah. And my brother's name, is, my oldest brother's Douglas, and he's Doug. Mm-hmm. Well, and it, it's it's kind of ironic because she didn't want it to get shortened to Doug. Well, it turns out my nickname from like right. high school, college now, how is did, Doug. Did they find out about that? Why did they start calling you Doug? They Yeah, they found out about it. <laughs> <laughs> See, A couple of the guys oh, found out about it, and they started calling, calling me it, and they're like, why are you calling him Doug? And they're like, his first name's Douglas. And they're like, what? I thought it was Graham. I'm like, no, my mom didn't want me to be called Douglas. She wanted me to be called Graham. So the, the, once you told them that, all oh, we're calling you Doug. You're yeah. Doug. <laughs> Even your Twitter handle, your social media, aren't you Doug? Yeah, I've been called Doug for so long. It's just kind of one of those things that it's just, I've accepted it and soaked now, it in. Well, what does mom think about this? When you when <laughs> Did you bring anyone over and they started calling you Doug? And she's like, oh. <laughs> so my uh my high school coach he had me in his english class my sophomore year of high school and since he has all the papers like he started calling him once i started playing high school ball for him but he saw that my first name was douglas and so he started calling me doug and then so all the other players started calling me doug and so it's kind of stuck since like yeah. eighth grade freshman year and right. so i've just been called i've been called it and it's i've it, Doug, I think Doug's been my Twitter handle since I was a junior in high school yeah. when I got Twitter. <laughs> so what do the players now call you in the clubhouse? Are you Graham or are you Doug? It, it depends. I get called 
Ash. I get called Doug. I get called G. Graham. I mean, it just kind of depends on the player. Like, yeah. like Jax calls me Big Country. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. See, you're not the first to be called Big Country. Jags is Eric Jaggers, by the way, for people that don't know. He's the assistant hitting coach. Uh, you Pitching were, coach. Pit, what, I just say he hitting. said hitting. <laughs> he'd, he'd kill me over that, you know, because you guys don't like hitters. There's a certain saying that you guys have about hitters, which I love, which I'm not going to say on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a there's a dislike for hitters, so I apologize, Jags. I just said hitting coach. That's very very funny. The assistant pitching coach, Eric Jenkins, calls you Big Country. Yeah, he's called me Big Country for a couple years. Ooh, this might have to stick. See, if we take this to TV, then it's going to stick. So I, I oh, that's fine. I mean, all right, he's got. I got the me. approval. Big Country will be hitting a mound here soon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so why why? Did you ever think about okay? I'll just go with Doug. I'll just go with Douglas Ashcraft as my name. I mean, we, you're Graham Ashcraft when you're pitching. We call you Graham. So, did yeah, you ever think about I going? Mean, I mean, I thought about it, but I don't know. <laughs> I I think Graham Ashcraft sounds like a better baseball player name than Doug. It, it Ashcraft is a good because I feel like Doug. Doug's somebody that works in an office. <laughs> <laughs> My brother Doug works in an office. So that, that's why I'm like, uh, Doug Ashcraft pitching on the mound. I was like, I don't know. I was like, I think Graham sounds a little bit better. Yeah, although I don't know if Graham goes with big country. I guess he could. If I say Doug's an office name, it's not a country name. So <laughs> Doug goes with big country, though. <laughs> and starting for the Reds, big country Doug Ashcraft. <laughs> Oh, well, we can go with Big Country Graham Ashcraft. I like it. <laughs> I like it. Big Country. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Speaking of music, what, 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 are, you, what are you into? I'm going to guess country. Yeah, I mean, I'm really, I listen to about everything. Do I mean, I don't it? really have like a specific genre that I yeah. listen to. I mean, there's one I listen to the most and it's probably like, it's country music. I mean, yeah. it's kind of... Now, people can get all technical with it. I mean, like, oh, yeah, they can do it. Like, I mean, I mainly probably listen to Outlaw Country or Texas Country, what people call it, where it's like Tyler Childers, Culture Wall, Peaky's, uh, oh, God, what is it? I can't even remember the name of them. But, I mean, That's it's... That's all right. Yeah. Name isn't important. It's the music. Yeah. But it's just like, I, I'm not, I don't have a specific one that no. I'm just all out for. Like yeah. I, I, I listen to a bit of everything. All right, Ladola listens to no music. That he doesn't have a walk-up song. <laughs> I know. We've I talked to him about. I've, I've talked about it on the air. I talked to him about it on the podcast. He's like, just play something. They need to play you crickets know? one time when he's out there pitching. Crickets, since he doesn't have, yeah. <laughs> since he doesn't have Actual a song, cricket just, start, just start doing cricket sounds. So that way he has to pick a song to play. <laughs> I love this. Yes, we can scheme to get one. Why? He's such a simple man. I, I recommended Leonard Skinner's Simple Man. He's like, if that's a song, fine, whatever. Yeah, like, he, it's a he song. Doesn't, he doesn't care. He just doesn't he care. He really does it. So, <laughs> have you ever been driving with him where you're like, dude, can we, can we put on some music? 
Yeah, I mean, most most of the time, like if in the car with him and yeah. his girlfriend, or sometimes if it's just him and we're not going far, like it's it, we'll just talk. So it's not much music being played. But if it's going on a good drive, like a good little drive, he'll play. He'll play something. He'll just put the radio on. Half the time, I think he just puts like Spotify or Pandora on and just yeah. doesn't even pay attention to what the song's being played. <laughs> Man, if I could be that simple, there were simpler days. He would have fit in like in the fifties and sixties. There were simpler days in this world. <laughs> he would have def- He could put him transplanted right there. He he'd be good to go. But uh, I love the dynamic between you guys. He's uh he says he's on Twitter, and the only reason he's on Twitter is to keep up with the world. What's going on? What are you the same way? You I. I don't pay attention to any of that stuff. As bad as bad as that sounds. As bad as no, it that's sounds. not bad. Hey, listen, there. I used to be into it so much, and now I I don't. And people that follow me will know this. I don't do that much anymore. I'm on there, but it's more to promote stuff, which is bad. But I just got the noise, man. There's so much noise, and there's, there's I just, so much fake news. Oh, and I used all that to watch. Stuff. I used to be a news junkie, a political junkie. I used to follow all that very closely, and now I just can't. I just have to block it out. Yeah, I mean, it's I I just more th- go just look at it as I'm just going to take it about my day, and I'm just going to do what I want. <laughs> Damn, I'm not going to waste my time. Like I'm I'm not I'm not a keyboard warrior, <laughs> yeah, as I like to call them. Well, I call but, them keyboard cowboys. <laughs> As well, so yeah, no, I get it. So, what's a typical day? What uh, if you have an off day? Uh, and let's say, um, well, let's say you're with your wife. You have an off day. What are you guys doing? Well, if it's with the wife, uh, since we don't get to spend much time together, since she's normally yeah. in school and having to study, right? Like we'll go. She'll come out. We'll go get breakfast. Go get some coffee. Go out. Go back home. Get the pup. Take him on a walk. Maybe take him down to the river to swim hang out down there, let him kind of burn some energy for a little bit, maybe an hour or two, go back, uh, shower up, get dressed, and then I'll take her shopping or we'll just go go somewhere to go walk around and just look at stuff. I mean, yeah. it's – I mean, we're – we like to stay busy. We don't like to just sit around and all right. that. That's good. But What about if you're with teammates or you're just with yourself? What are you doing without the wife? Well, with just myself on an off day? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's pretty simple. I I mean, I I don't have to go anywhere to be doing anything. Like, yeah. if the weather's good I, and I have the itch and I got a place to go fish, I'm probably going to go fish. Or, like, I had a guy end up reaching out to me that said I can go turkey hunting next year. And turkey hunting's in the spring. So, at the beginning of season, I'm probably going to be turkey hunting in Kentucky. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> look out. Look out. So There's be... plenty of it down there. Yeah, so there, there, it's, it's it's just things like that. I mean, if I'm not going to do – if I'm not going to fish or hunt and I'm by myself, I'm, pro- I'm probably just going to stay in and just relax right. and veg out. And, but if it's with teammates, I mean, like off days, like if we're on the road, it's definitely like a let's go out and do something. Like let's go out and go – go eat go walk around kind of just go right. sightseeing yeah like or there was one time we went and we did a uh oh, what's it called the uh escape room and that oh, was fun i've heard of what did you uh it's like a game is that a game yeah so they they put us in this room and there was three rooms in it and you had to like break out of one into the other to break into the other one to get whatever was in there to win the game 
And so we had we had probably like twelve or thirteen people there for that, and that was fun. On that the was, team you had? Yeah, it was a mix between team and staff. Oh wow! And so it it was fun. Like it was fun just getting to like all hang out and like solving stuff, cracking yeah. jokes. Like it was just a great time. Wow! Very very nice. All right. Well, I'm uh I probably kept you long enough here. Big country. <laughs> He's coming to a mound near you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got I, I got to ask you. You haven't hit the rookie wall yet, right? I mean, they're going to... No, I mean... <laughs> unfortunately, they're going to shut you down at some point. Yeah, September. I mean... Have the, they talked to you about that? No, they no. haven't. But you know it's probably coming. Yeah, I'm just going to keep going and doing <laughs> what I'm doing. I mean, it, you're feeling good. You're going strong. You you get stronger as the game goes on sometimes. You're going into the seventh inning. We're in August, the dog days. You haven't. It doesn't seem like you've hit that wall. Yeah, I mean, it's. I wouldn't say it's more during the game. It's more like the day after or day two. Like, yeah. It's more of that, but it's also between – it's in the process of the workouts, the conditioning. Like, you got to keep the body maintained. If you don't, yeah. it, then that's when it's going to shut down. Like – when we were at in New York uh, after the Milwaukee start, I I was tired that next day. I was really tired, and we kind of were like, "All right, we got to go do about something different. Like we can't either got to ease up on the workouts or we got to shut down for a day completely." And we ended up taking two weeks of kind of a deload, yeah. lower weight lower reps just kind of let the body reset yeah and we did that and then that kind of boosts me back up to kind of get me back going very smart that's good now you're number 50 my here i am a couple minutes ago so i'm going to turn you loose and the questions just pop in my mind i got plenty of time i'm all good (laughs) you wear number 51 now i'm old and when i think of 51 i think of football dick butkus i don't know if you know who he is but he's one of the nastiest defensive linebackers you've ever seen like he was just nasty are you going to stick with 51? Is that? Yeah. I mean, number doesn't matter to me. Does it? I mean, if, if I came to spring training and it was like, hey, you're number one now, I'd, all right. But, wow. Some guys are very particular but, about it. No, I mean, I've gone from number 41 to 27 to 49 to, God, what was I in Louisville? I think I was 51 in Louisville because I was 51 in spring, and so I just kind of stuck with it. Yeah. I think 51 bits for big country. <laughs> Graham Ashcraft. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, too, it's just easier to keep a number, especially if having to, if like, writing autographs for fans yeah. or something. You go switch right. numbers. I can't tell you whenever I switch numbers from Dayton to Chattanooga how oh, I messed yeah. up autographs oh, for bet. people. Yeah. And it makes you feel terrible. So I'm just like, I'm just going to stay with the same one, make it easy on myself. There you go. Now, when you first – you mentioned uh, the minor leagues – when you first came up, we talked about um, command. There was also like there, like I don't know if he's a starter. Could end up a reliever. Did you hear that? Oh yeah, I mean you you can get Nick back in here and ask him. I mean I I thought I was going to be a closer. Yeah, I thought I was going to get called up this year and I was going to be in the bullpen, and then that maybe by chance I'd take a closer role. You'd be a nasty closer because <laughs> you could really let it rip out of the bullpen now, but. I'll take a starting pitcher over a closer. Anyways. Yeah, but I mean, and, and God's got a plan for everything, and it just so happened he took a different route than what I thought was he was going to take with me. And I'm, I mean, I'm grateful for it to be where I'm at. So. You'd rather be a starter? Yeah, I mean, being here now, I love being out there and taking control of the game and being out there for a long time. Ah, I love it. I love watching you, man. I love it. And I love that you're a simple guy and uh, 
you're revealing. You're you're very nice. I can talk to you on game days when you're pitching. <laughs> I, I've probably brought this up too much, but uh, Lodolo's the same way. Uh, he, I think the first day he was starting, I, he's like, hey, how you doing? I really didn't say anything. And he's like, what's wrong? I go, you're pitching today. I'm like, because I don't care about that. <laughs> I'd rather you talk to me. Don't ignore me. There's mm-hmm. some guys you just don't look at. Yeah, I mean, and it's everybody's different. I yeah. mean, everybody's got certain ticks. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, but, you're walking around the dugout out there on your start day. Most a lot of guys don't come out until. Oh, I mean, I I I can't I can't be the one that just sits there and just looks crazy in the corner staring at the wall. <laughs> I mean, I'd rather be out there. there are guys that do look crazy. I'd, I'd rather be outside. I'd be, rather be hanging out, talking with some people. Like, yeah. I mean, going about my day normal as it is. I mean, I I know when it's time to flip that switch and get get on the aggressive side, and it, it's an hour before the game, thirty minutes before the game. Yeah. Now, do you listen to music when you're? I you mean, got headphones. A lot of guys put I, the headphones I'll, I'll on and have certain music. I'll pop a headphone like one earbud in yeah. just so I can like listen to something so I'm not just sitting in my own thoughts while yeah. I'm watching BP what prepares or you the most what makes you like get nasty and like really get after it I mean there's really I mean probably whenever I hear my walk-up song when I'm at home which is sold out by Hardy yeah that gets you going <laughs> I mean yeah it's more of just like when that starts playing when I'm on the mound at home like that's like all right it's time it's time to lock it in it's, it's time, time to roll roll yeah yeah I love it. Well, man, I hope you'll come back sometime. Uh, and we'll talk more about you and your ascension to the major league. Uh, let's go elite. I can, I can see you being in the elite category. You guys uh, got it going on, man. Well, I appreciate it. We, we still got a lot of stuff to work on, a long, long yeah. ways to go. Well, I'm glad that you realized that as well. And uh, scouting reports catch up to some guys. So, you know, sophomore season might be tougher you don't know mm-hmm. but just i have wish you nothing but health i think if you're healthy you're going to be successful so i appreciate it and you'll have to let you'll have to let me know if they say that they want to hear about some hunting stories or anything next time <laughs> <laughs> all right i will let, i do get a lot of feedback on this podcast if they want hunting stories we got him in fact we'll, we'll make lodolo we'll do a you and lodolo together and we'll make him sit through them how about that? that that's fine by me actually we should do a podcast with you and him maybe even hunter uh, just a group thing but definitely you and lodolo uh Uh-oh. yeah we're gonna in spring training we're gonna have to do you and lodolo together Are you in for that Oh, yeah. Hopefully I can get him out for duck season and we can get a good story of him oh. slipping over and falling in the water. Listen, you've got to, <laughs> you've got to get video of him. Like, if he, like, puts, you know, you guys got the hunting gear. And oh, if yeah. he's doing stuff wrong, I, I, we, we need to see this. <laughs> or at least hear about it, document it somehow. All right, I look forward to that. I cannot wait for this now for spring training. All right, appreciate it. <laughs> Lots of luck to you. That is Douglas. Graham Ashcraft, big country Graham Ashcraft. As always, thanks for checking out the Jim Day podcast. And uh, who knows, we'll be sitting across me in the future. But we thank you for spending time with us. And we'll see you on down the road. Baseball present. Baseball past. Gonna share a few stories. Gonna have a few laughs.